You are about to listen to Season 3, Episode 1 of the Meet Mediocrity Podcast. That is right. You have made it through two seasons, and we are starting off Season 3 with my guest, Kelly Zerpak. Kelly is also known on Instagram as Health Coach Kelly, and her company is called Body Talk Health Coaching. Kelly is a fascinating, holistic, insightful health coach, and she has some interesting insights to share with us today. So if you're ready to hear more, let's get started. I am back, Mediocre Mitch, season three's first episode, that's right, season three, episode one of the Meet Mediocrity podcast. That is our 51st overall episode, and today, my guest is Kelly Zerpak. Now, let me tell you how I found Kelly, or maybe I should start by saying how I decided to approach season three. So here's the truth. Kind of like halfway through season two of the Meet Mediocrity podcast, I started kind of having a mental blank on guests. And um, every week I would be calling up, I I would be thinking up who I should invite as a guest, calling them, recording and posting like all within a few day period. It was actually becoming a little bit stressful, and since this podcast is actually supposed to be fun and something that I enjoy, I decided that, you know, doing this kind of last-minute search for guests, doing quick recordings and getting them onto the podcast was not the way I wanted to proceed. So I started making a list. I started making a list of guests that I really wanted to have on the podcast. And I started reaching out early. And in fact, right now at the start of season three of uh, the podcast, I have a solid 10 episodes already recorded and a whole pipeline of guests who I want to invite. That leads me to Kelly. So Kelly Zerpak is not someone who I have a prior relationship with. It's not someone who I know personally. Kelly's someone who seems to pop up on my Instagram feed a lot. And I just love what her message is. Um, Very positive, very holistic, and very practical. You know, posts like not you know, warning us not to separate our minds from our bodies when it comes to wellness. Things like getting to know yourself better inside and out. Things that don't sound cliche, they sound practical. So I reached out to Kelly and I said, hey, I'm interested in being on the Meet Mediocrity podcast. And she said, yes. And I'm thrilled because we had a great conversation. We talked about her journey. We talked about how she landed on this kind of body talk theme to her wellness coaching. Um, we talk about yoga. We talk about you know meditation and a whole bunch of other things. So 
It's a great conversation. Season three is going to be a great season. And without further delay, here's the conversation with Kelly Zerback, Body Talk Health Coaching. So Kelly, thanks for being with me today. Thanks for having me. Um, you and I, you know, I, uh, so on my, on my podcast, I've got lots of guests who I know and, and lots of guests who I don't know. You fall into the, one of those guests that I didn't know personally, um, but, um, I was attracted to your story and your messages just by following you online. So, um, this is pretty cool. This is. Yeah, I know. I love connecting like this. And I think anyone who's in the interested in health and wellness, whether as a profession or as just something that they want to get um, more into and build into their lifestyle, I think it's honestly really easy to connect on that stuff because we can all relate to it. But yeah, I mean, I think all of our journeys intertwine to some degree. And it's I'm glad that ours did because I think our messaging does align very well together. Well, I want to I want to get into that, but before I do, um, the name of your business, your coaching business, is Body Talk Health. And um, before I before I get into it, uh, can you just give us an overview? Like, what is Body Talk Health? Totally. So, Body Talk Health Coaching is my own practice, and the name came about because. I truly believe that our bodies talk. They constantly send us signals about when we're stressed, tired, not sleeping well enough, not eating well enough, and many other things. But basically, all those messages come together to try as cues to try to help us live better lives and meet our needs um, that our bodies are trying to signal to us. But the thing is, our world is filled with distractions from the 24-hour news cycle to endless scrolling on our phones and many other things. And all these distractions keep us from being able to tune into ourselves. And it's not just how we feel about this or that. It's on a physical, mental, and emotional level. And um, it's really easy to get distracted from our, our needs. And when we don't know what our needs are, how are we supposed to help ourselves be better, you know? And so um, my practice body talk health coaching is all about helping people tune back into themselves so they can give themselves what it is they really need on physical, mental, and emotional levels. Well, that that is awesome. I like when you say, um, you, you, you um, use the term in one of your posts, um, Wellness is about um, the interconnection between your mind, your body, and your soul. And I loved that because I, and this is what attracted me or, what, or the kind the kind of vibe that attracted me to your story, because I think when I look at health and wellness posts online, Kelly, I see so much of nutrition, fitness, um, you know, and, and by the way, maybe squeezing in five minutes of meditation to kind of like round it out. And your messages were more holistic than that. And when I say holistic, they they struck me as kind of down to earth holistic. So it wasn't about, you know, looking at an astrology map. It wasn't about, you know, 
you know, what, what, what sign are we in this month? It was really just understanding, you know, taking a deeper look at yourself, not from a psychological perspective, just from a human perspective and finding what you need. So Kelly, how did you, how did you arrive at this? This is, this is like a pretty deep and thoughtful approach to wellness. How did you get there? Yeah. So I definitely wouldn't have been able to arrive there had I not gone through my own transformation. Um, There was a time where I thought just going to the gym and having a piece of fruit was enough. I thought that was what taking care of myself meant. And outwardly, it may have looked like that. And when you look at what other people seem to be doing, like on social media, they just say, oh, do this workout plan or eat this food. It it really limits what health is. And so um, to kind of get into my my journey and my transformation that kind of led to um, becoming a health coach and starting my own practice, um, I would go back probably seven, eight years ago when I was a multi-sport competitive athlete. I was competitive in gymnastics, soccer, volleyball, ultimate frisbee. And then I liked to do long distance running on my own and snowboard down mountains. So I was constantly putting demand on top of demand on my body. And with that came just like an overflow of time spent on physical training. And I like to point that out because when like someone like me, who was an athlete, just pours all their time into physical training, it takes you away from really recognizing what you need on an emotional level or on a mental level, which is really important in health because health is body, mind, soul. It's, it's holistic, like you mentioned. And I got to a point where my body felt like a 70 year olds. Like I was just in chronic pain and I, there are days where I couldn't walk well. And I had a lot of injuries from overuse and over-exercising. I've sprained my back. I've hyperextended my knees. I've like just tons of different aches and pains also. And I got to the point where I was like, this is not sustainable. Like my body's clearly trying to tell me no. And for so many years, I, I wasn't listening. And I learned that all those signals, the the aches and pains, like, were actually signals to tell me to do something different, what changed my lifestyle, changed how I approach exercise and how I approach my own health as, as a whole. And so um, I started exploring different lifestyle changes. I stopped being competitive um, and athletic. So now I just do things leisurely. And I also started to get into yoga, which really helped me connect all the different parts of health. Like I realized how emotional health is tied to physical health and to mental health. And, um, I've experimented just lots with my lifestyle, um, to figure out what works best for me. And the important thing is that what works best for me will not work best for everyone else. And so that's where health coaching is different because health coaches view their clients as the expert in their own life. So rather than me trying to tell you, oh, eat this or like do this exercise plan, 
um, my role would be to help guide you along your own self-discovery and wellness transformation to see what your body really needs and how you can best respond to it. So this is, this is, makes a lot of sense to me. And I want to talk a little bit more about your journey because um, Kelly, I'm just going to tell you something honestly about me. I have been doing a lot of um, self-discovery things since COVID began. So for the past year, and there are two things that if I had to point to as my biggest um, improvements in my approach to wellness, it has been A, meditating, and B, doing stretching and yoga. And those are two things that honestly, um, I started doing it because someone said, you know, like like you just look on Instagram, right? Every, you know, all I see on Instagram are people in either crazy yoga poses that I can never do, um, <laughs> eating, uh, drinking smoothies, or or doing some crazy like exercise where that's making their 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 butts really big and their their <laughs> and their arms really big. Like I'm like it's it, to me it's unrelatable. And so I so I started doing um, meditation with a guided meditation on YouTube. I started doing yoga classes, following YouTube yoga classes, and over time, Kelly, I just wake up every day dying to do 15 to 20 minutes of, of stretching and yoga on my own and meditation on my own, no guidance, no music. It starts my day off in such an, a meaningful way. And I don't quite know how I, I got there, but, but over the course of the past year, it's evolved to that. So can you tell me a little bit, like you were, t- you were telling me a little bit about your over overuse physical endeavors and how that led you to realize that you needed something different. But you know, I, I look at your Instagram and I look at your social media and you you are, you know, you you're avid when it comes to yoga. You have quite insightful comments when you post, you know, post, you know, descriptions of how you're feeling and how people are feeling. I've read your articles on Substack and and the things you've put out there. Tell me about how did you, how did you figure all this out? I know how you figured out to stop, stop (laughs) the physical stuff, but how'd you figure out how to, how to take, where to take it from there? Right. Yeah. So it had to do with a lot of just organic realizations about like myself. And I'm sure you can relate to that on to yourself too. Um, It's not anything on the surface level will not actually fix the root of the problem. It's like trying to put a bandaid on back pain and think that it'll go away. Like no, there's probably something behind that back pain that is causing it like poor posture, overuse, other things, like I mentioned, and um, realizing what it is for ourselves um, at the root of the issue, like, which often has to do with our relationship that we have with ourselves. Do we think we're worthy of change? Do we think we are deserving of better? Do we think we're good enough. Any of these stories that we kind of tell ourselves in our head that usually stem from something in the past, our experiences, or something that someone has told us, um, they they root in these stories that ten- that evolve to become limiting beliefs that keep us from 
trying to enact like change in our lives. And so um, coming back to those limiting beliefs, it's all about um, like unraveling them so that you can really open yourself up to what is, what is possible. Like you probably never thought you would get into yoga. Like, Nope. I used to tell, <laughs> I used to tell people I hated yoga. Right. And, and, the, and the reason I hated it was, for, it was the wrong reason, Kelly. It was because I would go to a yoga class, bring my little yoga mat, um, be with a bunch of, um, with all due respect, mostly women who all looked like like a thousand times better than me, who can who moved with the postures quicker and more flexibly than me. And I felt like a complete, you know, spaz in the back of the class. And that's not fun. And that's right. not what yoga is all about, but that was my experience. And that's why I hated yoga. Not because right. of how it really would make me feel if I approached it differently. Yeah, it was like when someone wants to transform their life and transform their relationship with their own health, um, it's, yeah, it's gotta be like organic and it also can't be something that you just have to, you want to check off a list, like just check off going to yoga practice, check off meditation, check off eating this salad, but then go scarf down 12 cookies after <laughs> like, you know what I like? When when things are just about checking them off, you're not really giving yourself into those experiences as much, and you shouldn't expect to get much out of them. So um, you really have to kind of like dive in, just like full send um, any kind of new endeavor that you want to try with your health and wellness, because if you really believe that yoga has the potential to help you you may be more open and receptive to how it can help you. Mm -hmm. Tell me, um, tell me a little bit about how your organic journey led you to go to, uh, you, you got, you're a certified coach. You, you've, you've, you've gone through certification and you had to pick, you know, there are lots of certifications out there. So you had to pick a certification. Um, you had to, you know, train yourself in different ways. So how did you figure out, the direction you wanted to go in and what was the direction you ultimately went in? Right. So, um, originally I actually wanted to become a personal trainer because I was back then, um, really just focused on fitness and not about the whole, um, emotional and mental side of health. And so I thought personal training was the right thing for me. I was like, this is my calling. This is what I'm going to do. I signed up for the ACE health, uh, ACE personal trainer certification and went through the whole program. And I studied for my exam. And then when it came time to actually sign up for my exam, I was like, this doesn't feel right. Like something doesn't just feel right. Something's off. And I, so I didn't sign up for my exam. I took some time to reflect and figure out what it was because I was so shocked. I was like, I thought this was what I wanted to do. And after thinking about it, I realized that it is missing out on what health really is. I feel too limited as a personal trainer, um, just focusing on fitness and helping people exercise, which I think is great and very needed. It definitely has its place, but I didn't think it was right for me. I feel I had more to share about like how to change your relationship with stress and with food and manage your response to various stressors and 
um, reflect on your experiences and um, incorporate mindfulness and show people the value in it, which all of that doesn't really fit into the narrow uh, kind of profession of uh, personal training. And so I took some time just to read a bunch of books. I now read probably about a book a week, if not more. Uh (laughs) And Uh um, all the books that I've kind of read uh, helped me explore what health really is like on the emotional and uh, mental level. And that's where I discovered that ACE also has the health coach certification. And so I um, downloaded a sample and it had the table of contents. And I was like, this is for me. This covers like everything I'm passionate about and feel I've experienced in my own um, wellness transformation. And so I went through the program and then after actually completing my certification, there are a few different ways I could have gone. I could have joined a health club and became um, a health coach for some health club. Um, But also that didn't really fit with me. I was like, I just feel like I have my own idea as to like what I want health coaching to be my health coaching practice. So I started body talk health coaching because yeah, I feel like there isn't enough talk about um, why listening to your body is so important and why owning your story is so important. And what I mean by owning your story is all of your experiences, your thoughts, um, what you want in the future. Um, all of those things contribute to who you are today and also to the state of your, your health. Um, and all of those clues that make up your story, all the little pieces, um, offer clues as to what can help you live healthier and live better. So you started Body Talk Health, and I noticed that when you first started, which is in the past year or so, um, you started um, by putting out pieces of thought leadership. I mean, you you and they were like you did a couple of different things. I saw you have obviously your Instagram page where um, Body Talk Health and where you put like just kind of things that give us an insight into you and your thinking. So things you're doing out in nature, activities that you're doing, but also kind of like memes and, and, and um, kind of comments or headlines about things people should be considering. You also started putting out um, some thought leadership. Some, you, so there's a, a lot of things that you've written that are on Substack. Um, so tell me a little bit about the messages that you've started to put out there. Cause I know you're starting to get quite a big following. So, so tell me about, about how you, you know, what, what messages are you putting out there and, and what made you go in that direction? Choose those messages. Totally. Yeah. So as I mentioned, body talk health coaching is all about learning to listen to your body, but that's that's not something that's very easy for us to do now Correct. with all the distractions, like I said. And so um, in order to listen to our body, we have to meet ourselves with compassion, which is huge. Many of us neglect self-care, don't think it's important or don't think we should be taking care of ourselves. For one well, don't understand another, what but. self-care really means. Like everyone, you know, there are a lot of people who are like, oh, I, I have self-care and they don't. They sit in a chair all day and they, you know, don't eat well and they don't even reflect on on why their back hurts. Well, 
You know, you're sitting in a chair all day. You know, things like that. They they say they're doing it, but they're not doing it. Right, right. Self care is like a buzzword in our society, but really, right. it's highly personalized. You can totally personalize it to um, like any way you want, and I think that's something more people should explore and try to take advantage of. And that's something that as a health coach, I help them explore like different ways that self-care can um, be represented. It doesn't have to be like, oh, I'm just going to have a spa day and do a mask or I'm just going to sleep in tomorrow. Like those are great, but self-care can also look like um, learning how to set boundaries at home or at work. It can also look like talking back to the voices in your head that say like, oh, you just mess everything up. Like, no, like you can kind of reframe that, but, um, without taking that step back to then step forward with compassion and curiosity and leaving judgment behind, because I think a lot of us tend to judge ourselves for things. And that happens sometimes on a subconscious level where we then, have this fear about taking action to change something about our life or how we live our life known as like our lifestyle. Um, and so, um, confronting all those different pieces is not easy because they're complicated. And a Mm -hmm. lot of times they're rooted in, um, very ingrained patterns of, of living or habits or ingrained patterns of, of thinking where we think, that some things aren't possible, like being able to move our bodies a certain way is impossible or um, being able to actually see stress as something to make us better versus something that makes us worse. Um, It's a practice, but it takes a mindset shift where um, if you're willing to listen to yourself, that is possible. (laughs) So, um, this is really great. And, and, you know, the thing that I think, you know, as I'm listening to you, I'm realizing how easy it would be to listen to the words. And, and, and on, if you don't listen carefully, it kind of sounds like kind of cliche stuff, like stuff you read every day. Mm-hmm. But if you think about, listen to your body, if you listen to, to things about, you know, about mindfulness, that what it really means it it is a, it is not it is it sounds a lot easier than it is it does take a lot of work and a lot of reflection and it it also takes sometimes it takes you know someone like you a coach to kind of like be a sherpa to be like a journey guide um to help someone kind of like think about things deeper and you you don't you don't always need a psychotherapist <laughs> sometimes you just need a guide um, so what I'd like to, to get from you and is kind of the last part of this conversation is I know that you do one-on-one coaching, um, and I'd love to get a sense of, you know, if someone were to do one-on-one coaching with you, kind of what could they expect? What would it be like? Totally. Yeah. So if, um, you're someone who identifies with, overworking, overstressing, people pleasing, or just being locked into your habitual way of living that clearly isn't sustainable or living up to what your needs and dreams are. Um, And you are someone who wants to tune back into their body so that you can change those things so that you can 
live better, move better, think better, sleep better, eat better, all those different things, your whole lifestyle. Um, We'll focus on learning how to listen to the signals from your body. So that requires to slowing down, which a lot of us have a problem very with. hard we time like to, doing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so we like to just go, go, go and um, helping you put the brakes on so that you can get familiar with the things that stress you out and why and how to better manage that. And also cultivate acceptance and compassion for what comes up for you. Um, another thing that will that we'll focus on in one-on-one health coaching is learning how to advocate for yourself and for your needs. So that requires oftentimes learning how to set boundaries for your physical, mental, and emotional needs, as well as um, enhancing your relationship with yourself and with self-care, as we just touched on. Like knowing, coming to learn that you are worthy of self-care and how to personalize it so that you can reap the benefits of it. And then the last part of working one-on-one together that clients can expect is um, to build mindfulness and presence into their journey of wellness and into their whole life, really. So um, I'll help clients break the autopilot that they've been living on and organically create new lifestyle habits that support their needs and dreams. And then the other side of that is also finding genuine joy and optimism. I think there's a lot of toxic positivity that exists in the social media realm of health and wellness. Toxic positivity. I love that phrase. Yes. Yes. In social media, I would call it toxic positivity sometimes. Totally. Yeah. Just trying to mask like, oh, everything is okay. You'll be fine. It'll get better. Like, that's that's toxic positivity. And there is a difference between that and genuine optimism, which is the really like deep down, like warm feeling of like just acceptance and gratitude and learning how to cultivate that in a way that's like authentic because it can really easily kind of devolve into toxic positivity that will end up hurting you versus helping you. So I don't, so this is great. I'm totally with you. Um, What I would be, what I would be concerned about if I was putting this message out there is something you just said. People are running 100 miles an hour in their lives already. And when, when someone tells me, I'm one of those people, when someone tells me, put on the brakes, slow down, I become immediately fearful that I'm going to get a bad evaluation at work, or I'm going to lose clients, or there are people who are important in my life who I'm not going to make as much time for. And all of a sudden, what I hear is be a lesser person than you are, even though, of course, that's not going to be the result. So when you say slow down or or pump the brakes, are there some, is there a practical way of looking at it? Because frankly, it's not, it's not what I just said. You're not going to get a bad performance evaluation and people you love are going to, are going to continue to love you. In fact, they may even love you more. So are there some practical steps that slowing down can mean that won't scare people off because of the fear factor? Yeah, totally. So um, the first step is realizing that slowing down doesn't equal bad. Um, Slowing down 
really, if you are intentional about it and if you're purposeful about it, has the ability to ground yourself more and really like fill your cup up, so to speak, so that you can feel more full and alive yourself and have more energy, a greater mental space to think about what actually matters versus just like the deadline ahead or this or that. Um, Slowing down really just um, helps you to see the bigger picture, see things as it is and recalibrate your priorities and um, bring in more of what, what you care about, more of what you love into your life. Because as you said, yeah, living on autopilot typically means that we just live to our habits that we've ingrained deeply into our lifestyle and breaking away from those habits often will allow us to see things a bit differently and allow us to see what we want to do differently to help us to support what we need. Well, you know, Kelly, I by no means have have successfully completed my journey. In fact, that my journey I don't think will ever be complete, nor should it be. But I, I just wanted to share a couple of things that that I've done over the past a few months that I'm aware of, um, because it really I'm a pretty quick moving guy. Like I have a lot going on, but he, there are a couple of things that I've done. I mentioned earlier, like I wake up in the morning and I do meditation and yoga every morning. And you know what, Kelly? Ideally, it would be thirty minutes of each, but honestly. If it's five or 10 minutes of each, that's okay too. When I jump in the car to run an errand or if I'm walking the dogs, I used to always listen to a podcast or take a phone call or or turn on the news. I think I take the vast majority of those in silence now, car rides and and dog walks. Um, And I also have it one hour a week where I spend with a coach with someone who is a counselor to me. So all in all, we're talking about kind of the morning, the morning routine would have been drinking coffee and watching the news. So I'm not wasting time there. I'm just not watching the news. I'm taking care of my body. The car rides and the dog walks like I don't need to be listening to music or podcasts. I have a much better time thinking through things myself. And spending about an hour a week with a coach is incredibly helpful to keep everything on track. So I haven't really, I've slowed down, but I haven't really slowed down. I've just made time to do things a little bit differently and a little bit more about me. So what's your reaction to that, Kelly? I mean, am I at least doing something right? Yeah, I actually relate to that on such like a deep level. I have my coffee every day without any other distractions. I don't watch the news, like you said, or anything. So I'm the same way. I like to just feel the warmth of the coffee in my hands and like think about the taste of it in my mouth and feel how it actually like warms up my body. It's very paying attention to our senses, like taste, touch, smell, all that um, is a really great way to slow down, be mindful, be present with yourself. So that can be a way of slowing down. Like you said, I also walk my dog without my AirPods in because there is something about just hearing the sounds around you, whether it's a car driving by or a bird chirping or the wind blowing the trees around or hearing the, for me, at least the snow crunch under your feet. Like it's 
very like you connect with the earth on a certain level and we i think as humans sometimes forget that we are nature ourselves and connecting with nature has just a very profound effect and i'm someone who loves to just spend all my free time in the mountains whether it's hiking or snowboarding so um nature's been a huge part in uh just my overall health and my healing and um yeah, or another way to slow down uh, at nighttime, we talked about our coffee in the morning at nighttime, is having like a tech-free hour, like claim your last hour, don't let any screens like get in your way and do things that just make you like help you unwind for the night and reflect on your day that you just had or prepare for the day ahead. Um, any of these ways, like slowing down doesn't have to be as... Um, sudden as a lot of people that's right think it can be yeah they can be small ways or um eating lunch like actually sitting down to eat lunch not in front of your desk or at your car but sitting down to have lunch just with yourself or with your loved ones um is another great way to do that so these are these are things anyone could do and in fact (laughs) kelly you talked about nighttime so i always take my dogs for a nighttime walk before we go to bed and um, we'll get ourselves ready for bed and I started a few months ago um, stargazing. I actually got myself a pair of binoculars, and I, you know, I've had um, friends and and my wife say to me, like, since when are you interested in like constellations? And I'm like, actually, <laughs> I'm like, actually, I'm not. It actually puts things in perspective, like you know your boss calling you and making an annoying request is so irrelevant when you think about our place in the universe. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and what and, and I'm not saying this to be kind of philosophical or religious at all. What I'm doing is to me, it's bringing my stress level down because when you put things in perspective and, and, and you realize, you know, how precious our bodies and our lives are, that in and of itself will allow you to kind of get out of your own way and to begin to look more into like, how can I take care of myself? And I think, I think we're saying very similar things here. Yeah, exactly. I'm right there with you. I love just like looking out at the sky and checking out the clouds or whatever, or another kind of small little tip is just to look down at your feet when you feel like your head's running a million different miles, like miles and directions, just look down at your feet and remember where you are. So that's a great, that's a great wrap line or wrap up line. Um, So before we end, Kelly, just remind us, I'm going to put it in the description to this podcast, but remind us how we get in touch with you and how we can read your, your, your messages and whatnot. Yeah. So um, if you're on Instagram, my uh, Instagram is at healthcoach underscore Kelly. Um, and you can DM me, you can click the link in bio, which will send you to a bunch of different options. One of them is my newsletter on Substack. So if you don't have an Instagram, you can head to Substack and, um, my Substack is, uh, body talk and that's, yeah, where I post my, my write-ups and holistic health perspectives. 
Um, if emailing is the best option for you, my email is kelly at bodytalkhealthcoaching.com. And Kelly is K-E-L-L-Y. I know there's a lot of different spellings out there. And um, yeah, those are the best ways to reach me. Awesome. Kelly, I feel like I found someone who's on the completely same wavelength as me and, and all through random social media followings. So <laughs> thank you for taking the time to be on my podcast. I've really enjoyed this. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Great conversation. Okay. Take care. Okay. So I enjoyed that conversation a lot. As you can tell, Kelly's very positive. She's practical. Um, I really like the fact that she talked about being a pretty elite athlete and how her body broke down, and how she really needed to look at things a little bit more, you know, look at wellness a little bit more holistically. And um, I really appreciated the journey that she went on, and her approach to coaching, helping you know yourself, and what will motivate you to take a look at yourself, and to find the wellness approach that works best for you. So, Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to Meet Mediocrity Season 3's kickoff, our first episode of Season 3. If you enjoy Meet Mediocrity, please tell a friend. Please continue to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And in these crazy trying times, I ask that you continue to stay positive, be safe and healthy. Keep smiling and be well. Take care, everyone.